just in time for summer, the folks at Epic Brewing have released a new canned cocktail, the Utah Margarita. A delicious blend of real lime and agave, the Utah Margarita is ready to drink by the river or in the park. And here's the kicker, no need to buy it at a liquor store. Pick up a six-pack of Epic Brewing's Utah Margarita at any local Harmon's or Trader Joe's, or visit Epic Brewing on State Street in downtown Salt Lake City. Here's what Salt Lake's talking about. This new year is yours for the taking, and we want to set you up for success. Now, every city has its own set of unwritten rules for survival. But today, producer Ivana Martinez and I are carving them in stone. Here are 10 do's and don'ts for thriving in Small Lake City, from finding a doctor to drink protocol. It's Thursday, December 28th. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Producer Ivana Martinez, you and I are bona fide Salt Lakers now, right? That's right. I mean, we make a (laughs) daily show, so I feel like we are qualified to throw down some rules for living in this city. Oh, yeah. 100%. I feel like who better to make rules than the people who live in it? We're not gatekeepers and we're not girl bosses, but we are rule makers. You and I have put together a list of 10. We we don't have to call them rules. We can call them like tips for surviving in Salt Lake. Not just surviving, but thriving. Yeah. And we broke them down as do's and don'ts. I think we should start with the don'ts. Yeah, I think those are fun. We've got them. Five and five. Let's waste no time. Hit me with your first don't. What is an absolute don't in Salt Lake City? Okay, I think we have to acknowledge that the city that we live in is very small and is often referred to as Small Lake City. So I guess my first tip would be for anyone moving here or who already lives here is to not burn bridges. And (laughs) I will tell you, you will run into so many people here in this city and you'll be like, my God, that person that you went on a date with and you might have ghosted – eyes across the bar or your ex-employer, you know, also, I think it's really important to be communicative. And if you don't end up on the greatest terms, at least like leave on neutral terms. Yeah. Okay. I love this because yeah, we don't call it Small Lake City for no reason. 200,000 people live in this city. That is very small. Okay. And on the note of like someone you went on a date with, like running into them, These are real Salt Lake stories. Like you're on a date with someone and you run into someone you also went on a date with while you're on this other date. Like there is so much overlap and crisscross. Like I'm going to take it a step further. Don't ghost people in this town. Like you said, whether it's an employer, whether it's a friend, like figure out how to leave things the least awkward as possible because you will run into them absolutely. And it might be like at a bar. It might be in a setting that's kind of like a little bit more comfortable or cozy. They also might be your dentist, right? (laughs) You also might be going in for an emergency surgery and they're standing over you. So like assume the worst. On that note, I'm also going to toss in and, and file under don't burn bridges. Don't kiss bartenders. (laughs) Or give them your numbers. (laughs) Okay, kiss bartenders because bartenders deserve to be kissed. Like everyone deserves to be kissed. But But here's, I mean, if you will kiss your bartender, fully acknowledge that you 
will probably go back to this bar and hopefully it was a good kiss and yes. your bartender likes you. Um, yeah. But also be cognizant that you may have to find another bar if it doesn't go well. Look, if you make it weird with the bartender at your favorite bar, there aren't that many bars in this town because we have really strict liquor laws that say that we can only have so many bars per per like population. So just know that if you burn bridges with the bouncer, the bartender, the bar owner, the regulars, like you're going to have to live with that for basically the rest of your life. And on that note, tip well. Yes. Okay. I'm going to get into rule number two, which is which is mine that I'm bringing to the table. Let's hear it. Don't be weird about Mormons. Yes. Don't be weird about the Mormons. I cannot tell you how often either people that are visiting me in Salt Lake or that have recently moved here that I'm in conversation with are like, do you know any Mormons? And yes, it's like- so many. I went to school all, with them. <laughs> I don't roll up to Boston being like, do you know any Catholics? <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, why are you being so weird? Like, yes, a little under half of the population of our county and our city is Mormon. And like any faith, Within the spectrum of that faith, there are all kinds of people, right? Mm -hmm. Like you are going to have coworkers, doctors, maybe your lawyer, your neighbor, like if you're lucky, your friends mm -hmm. who are Mormon. And like you're going to meet Mormons that are queer, that are tatted up, that are still spiritually connected to the faith, but like maybe socially have an interesting with relationship that. with it. You're yeah. going to meet like buttoned up Mormons who go to church every Sunday. Like you're going to meet every kind of person who identifies as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mm -hmm. So like there is every kind of Mormon in the city. Stop being weird about it. Like don't be that guy that's like asking people if they're Mormon. Yeah. It's a huge church. It's headquartered here. Get over it. You don't know where someone is in their spiritual journey. Like don't stereotype them. Totally. Okay. What's next? All right, here's my next one. Don't wait to get your liquor because liquor stores here <laughs> close early. And if you are getting off like most people at five and you have a night out that night, mm -hmm. you got to book it to the liquor store by seven o'clock. And yep. you know that everyone and their mom is going to be in that store. So go there early, know what you're going to get and like get in, get out because parking is a nightmare, whether you're going in Sugar House or downtown. And it's just best not to wait. Yep. Totally agree. Especially around the holidays, like the day before Thanksgiving, the day before Christmas, around New Year's. If you are going to go and try and buy a bottle of champagne or a bottle of wine the day before Thanksgiving, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But here's our tip. Know what you're getting yourself into. Oh, yeah. Because you will be in line. You're going to have to queue up, potentially bring a lawn chair. <laughs> Treat it like you're getting Springsteen tickets, okay? Just know what you're getting yourself into. But hear us when we tell you there will be a line. It will be chaotic. They probably won't have left whatever bottle you want. Especially if it's the cheap stuff, like the Cook's Champagne. No. <laughs> I tend to make a quarterly liquor run. That's how I do it. I go like every like eight weeks and just buy everything and like stock my closet. And then when I get low, I go back. That's really but, like, smart. Grab a bottle of wine on the way to a thing. I would say avoid it. Keep 10 bottles of wine in your closet. That's smart. <laughs> What's your next rule? Okay. So funny because my rule is also drinking adjacent. I feel like we're 
<laughs> We're talking about bartenders a lot, but you know what? <laughs> Look, we live in a city where because our liquor laws are so strict and stringent, our sort of drinking subculture is also really specific. And it is like, even if you don't drink, the sort of like culture around accessing alcohol in the city and in the state is its own sort of like part of the experience, mm-hmm. just because we're up against the force of the liquor laws being so intense. So mine is don't order a double. And here's what I mean by that. Okay. It is such a common thing. I've observed and done myself Uh for people who are new in Utah to walk up to a bar and ask for a double. And you force that bartender into explaining to you why they can't give you a double. And while they're explaining to you why they can't serve you a double, probably a line is forming behind you. Yeah. And also they're tired. Oh, they're so exhausted. So know know the rules, right? And know that one of them is that They can't serve you a double. Mm -hmm. We have strict liquor laws. It is what it is. So don't order one. Yeah. Here's what they can do. They can serve you a single drink with a single shot. Mm -hmm. If you are lucky, they can serve you a shot and a half. If if there's a flavor, like there there are like little workarounds and sometimes the bartender will offer a little workaround for you, but like they can't serve you a double. So don't ask for one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If you do want like a bigger drink, And you're a smart drinker, which means that you keep yourself hydrated while you're drinking. You should know that you can order a tall, which means one shot to – it's like a one shot to two parts ratio. So, like, that's my favorite. Like, I'll get, like, a vodka soda tall, which means I'm getting – Twice as much soda, one shot of vodka. And frankly, it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? That's right. Okay, bring us home. What's our last don't? Our last don't is don't overthink what you're wearing. I think in Utah, we kind of have a reputation for you're either super dressed up or you're like very casual, like mountain attire, you know, the the Chacos, the Birkins. (laughs) You go downtown and you've got girls dressed to the nines in their beautiful outfits Or you've got, you know, girls dressing in jeans and, you know, a going out top, like very casual, very cool, very chill. And I've been both at one point. Right. Also, guys are very casual. Like, I think women tend to often overthink about what we're wearing and men just have the the pleasure of just showing up somewhere in like jeans and maybe like a shirt and they're good to go. Yeah. Um, Just kind of know your crowd. I honestly think Salt Lakers like don't really judge fashion or like judge what other people are wearing very much. And on that note, (laughs) it's kind of fun to like style yourself here because this is not New York City. No one knows if what you're wearing is last season. Yeah. No one's going to stop you on the street and be like, man, what are you wearing? (laughs) Poshmark your heart out. Buy last season stuff cheap. Do whatever you want because absolutely no one is going to be like, is that a murmur bag? It's never going to happen. It's just never going to (laughs) happen. The Living Traditions Festival is back in downtown Salt Lake City, May 17th through 19th. And this is when I come alive. It is so easy to sell me on three days of Washington Square and Library Square converting to a global food court. And this festival has truly been one of my favorites for years now. Living Traditions convenes the diversity of artistic traditions, food heritage, music, and art from the many cultures that have made Utah their home. 
You can expect everything from live music and dance to hands-on workshops, a little shopping, Sundance film screenings, and Bohemian Brewery. There is something for the whole family, and it's free entry. Come celebrate all of the rich cultures that make up our community. Find more information on the festival and view the full program guide at livingtraditionsfestival.com or on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. We talk a lot on this show about our city's crown jewels. What are the institutions that open doors in our community and regulate its pulse? I choose Salt Lake Community College, and it is a home for incredibly focused Salt Lakers. Nearly 80% of their students work while going to school, many full-time jobs. If I could do college all over again, I would not be 33 and sitting on these damn student loans. And slick students aren't. 80% graduate with little to no student loan debt or save thousands knocking out credits before transferring to a four-year institution. Every day, Salt Lake Community College is transforming lives and communities through education. If you want to learn something new, refine a trade, or pursue a higher degree for the first time, explore your options at slcc.edu. Study alongside hard workers, save precious money, and be one in a class of 19, not 100. All right, producer Ivana Martinez, let's make our list of do's. What are the do's of living in Salt Lake City? You first. Okay, as a bona fide Salt Laker, I think it is a must to learn the grid system. And I can't like exactly explain the logistics, even though I've driven in a car many times with a friend and tried to explain. I'm like, this is how it works. You go from this street, you go east, it goes up, and then south, it goes down. But I also often frequently use two roads in Salt Lake City. They're kind of like my guiding star. 700 East and 1300, both of those connect to the to I-80 and I-15. But I think it's really important to learn the grid system because it makes walking on foot so much easier and it makes navigating also pretty handy dandy and you just like know your way around and there's nothing cooler than being able to drive around without a GPS telling you where to go. <laughs> yeah, totally. I imagine part of the reason that the grid system seems overwhelming to people at first is that like if you land at the Salt Lake City airport and you're like, Okay, well, let's get to our new home. It's at 1,233 South, 4,844 West. Yeah. Like, what the hell is that? You're like, ah, number? Is that our phone number or is that our address? Right. But once you figure out that, like, everything is built around the temple, if you're on South Temple, guess what? You're south of the temple. If you're on North Temple, you're north of the temple. And then all the numbers branch out from there. Suddenly, it does open up a world of possibilities. And it becomes really easy to call someone and be like, I'm on 3rd West and 4th South. Or or you could be like, I'm on 200 South next to the Crown Burger. And you're like, I know where you're at. Stay where you are. Yeah. The grid system is a beautiful thing. It's one of our defining features. Yes. It's your friend, not your foe. That's right. And we also have an episode about getting around Salt Lake. We'll link that in the show notes for you guys. Okay. My do is do train your dog. Oh my gosh. Listen, we talked to someone on this show from Salt Lake Utilities and they told me a sort of shocking figure, which is that 
Salt Lake Utilities estimates that 40% of people in this valley, in the Salt Lake Valley, have a dog. My God. There are 1.2 million people in Salt Lake County, which means there could be 400,000 dogs in this valley. That is so We're all using the same trails. We're all going to the same parks. Please train your dog. I know that you and, and your roommates or your partner might find it amusing that Fido is a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, no one else does. No one else in your life, even your friends, they don't have the heart to tell you. No one thinks it's amusing that your dog is poorly behaved. There is nothing more terrifying than when you are like running on a trail and some dog is bounding towards you and the owner is like 40 feet behind them waving and screaming, they're friendly. It's like, <laughs> I have no reason to believe you. No. I simply don't, right? No, not and at like, all. It is, it is a really terrifying thing. Please train your dog. Take them to classes or there are like – because there are so many dogs in the city, there are also so many great dog walkers in this mm -hmm. city. There are dog walkers that are also like trainers that will take them out and like – and train them for you. There is no excuse not to train your dog and also not to abide the rules. Now, we have all bent the rules. There are certain parks or parts of town that are technically on leash where everyone kind of bends the rules. I'm looking at you, I Street, at the top of the <laughs> avenues, for example. Like, yes, you will probably find my dog off leash there. And I know that that is technically against the rules. But my dog also comes when it's called, right? It doesn't mm -hmm. jump on people. So have some manners instilled in Fido and mm -hmm. you will make more friends in this city than enemies. And also, like, generally do follow the rules. So just put them on a leash and, yeah. I think it's really important to have your dog trained because you don't know how other people's dogs are going to react to you, how totally they're going to react to your dog. And it's really important to be aware of your own dog's limitations and their behaviors. You should not move through this city under the assumption that everyone loves dogs and wants your dog to be all over them. You should move through this city under the assumption that everyone is afraid of dogs. And in doing so, I think you'll be a really, a really gracious neighbor and dog owner. People will love you for it. Yep. Okay. Third do. I think it is a must in the city to have an air purifier because we are known for our bad air, our bad inversion days in the winter. And then in the summer, our wildfire smoke is kind of nasty sometimes. Yeah. And you don't want all that gunk in your house or you don't want to be breathing that in. So I think to surviving Salt Lake, do your lungs and your nose a favor and get an air purifier. And while you're at it, maybe a humidifier too if you suffer from dryness because that's also – it's pretty dry here in the state. Yeah. No notes. That's <laughs> a perfect do. <laughs> all right. What's your next one? Okay. One of the most wonderful things about living in Salt Lake City is our access to trails. And that means we share trails in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And so do learn trail etiquette. For example, okay. we have the Bonneville Shoreline Trail, which is this like amazing network of trails sort of like in the foothills around the city. Mm -hmm. And technically you can take that thing all the way from like the University of Utah up to like Layton. Mm -hmm. But on the, the Bonneville Shoreline Trail, or as we call it, the BST, 
you're going to find dogs that are on leash and that are off leash. You're going to find people running, walking. You're going to find bikes. mountain bikers. Mm-hmm. You're going to find potentially some people on cross-country skis in the winter. Oh, my god! Like, we are all sharing trails. You might find horses, right? You never know. You never know we what's going to be up there. all sharing trails. Yes. And learning trail etiquette and the rules of the trails is not just like something that will make you a better trail companion. It will also make you feel safer and like more um, alert when you're on the trails. So there are rules to like hiking basically. Yes. Um, If you're on a mountain bike, who do you yield to, right? Mm -hmm. If you're walking uphill, someone's coming downhill on a hike and it's a really narrow section, Mm -hmm. who's supposed to step out of the way? These are all the kinds of questions that come up. And there is a really easy way to learn the answers. So there's actually this resource called Trails Are Common Ground. Their website is trailsarecommonground.org. They have a quiz you can take. They also have like tons of materials with all the different like information and all the different rules and guidelines. Um, It's really scary when people don't know trail etiquette, especially if they're on like a fast moving bike, for example, and come flying around a corner. No one wants to get in a fight on the trail. The point of being out there is to feel relaxed. So arm yourself with information and learn trail etiquette and you'll have so much more fun. Yeah. And also like on trail etiquette, I've gone hiking a couple times in Utah. And I think one of the big no-nos is like, don't bring your music speaker and like play loud (laughs) music out there because like bring headphones for that because like some people want to enjoy the sounds of nature and birds chirping and stuff like that and it's quite frankly rude to assume that people want to listen to your edm music on a on a hike so that's all i got to say about that yeah that's a good note okay bring us home what is our last do okay this is a must for everyone out there but especially women who are moving here to the state um, or are also just looking for a medical provider, I think you have to get an OBGYN as soon as possible. Like even first day, if you're moving here, call call the nearest like hospitals. The University of Utah is a great resource. They have a website for that and other ones as well, like Intermountain. But go ahead and make that appointment because it will take you forever to see a provider, especially an OBGYN. Um, who specializes in women's health. I tried to make one and it was, wait, April. It was, I was a new doctor that I was trying to see. And guess when they told me that they they would be able to book me an appointment, Allie? This was in April, uh, I don't know, September. October. Uh, so yeah. the wait is long and sooner rather than later is when you want to get in to see a provider, especially if it's a new, new doctor that you're seeing for the first time. Yeah. And I don't think that just goes out for OBGYNs, even though we do have a big shortage here in the state. Like, I think that goes for every medical provider. So get on that. Yeah. I mean, welcome to Utah, highest birth rate in the nation. (laughs) And short of OBGYNs. Yeah. Welcome to Utah, life elevated, comma, highest birth rate in the nation. (laughs) Life pregnant. Um, (laughs) Yeah. This is an excellent do. And... I will say, and I think this is important to say, mm-hmm. like because this is a state that has uh, made a habit of passing some really restrictive legislation around reproductive rights and reproductive health care, mm-hmm. there might be a lot of anxiety for people around being seen 
and anxiety around what kind of care they might receive in Salt Lake. Yeah. And I have to say, my personal experience and what I've heard from a lot of people I know who see OBGYNs is that there are our providers are fantastic. Yes. Like when you do get in, chances are you will have a really good experience. Like every mm-hmm. time I go up to the U, I feel seen. Um, and that's and so important. I think it's so important. And I also have to wonder if it's almost par and partner to the fact that our laws around reproductive health care are so restrictive. Yeah. Like the people in the state that are in that industry and that are interested in women's health and women's health care, mm-hmm. they care so deeply. They're putting up with a lot right now to provide you with care. Yeah. And they're so and cognizant so, of that, right? Like, Yeah. And so when you do get in, I, I think you should trust that you will feel really seen. Yeah. Make that appointment today. <laughs> it sounds like yeah. an ad. <laughs> I know it really does. Okay, we did it. We have thrown down the 10 rules for living in Salt Lake. Yeah. If you're listening and you have any that you think we missed or should be add, please let us know. You can always email us at saltlake at citycast.fm. We also have a phone number where you can call us 801-203-0137 or text us. We want to know what we missed. So Salt Lakers, hit us up. What are the rules for living in this city that we missed? Yeah. And producer Ivana Martinez, thank you so much. Thank you, Ali. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. We will be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye. Bye.